Buff Nation! Let's go! Welcome into DMVR Buffs Primetime. We're presented by Illegal Pete's. Check out any of their 10 Colorado locations for happy hour, 3 to 6 p.m. every single day. Ryan, what a night last night. Oh my God, what a night. I just got to say uh, hello to the Laker fans mm, in chat. So quiet. Are we sure they're here? I, I think so. <laughs> they're usually always here, right? I have to say, if my mentions after game one were flooded with Lakers fans, <laughs> you know, just saying shit. Uh, very few after last night. I love how like the argument after game one was like, Jokic only played well three for three quarters, and you know the Nuggets barely won. Dude, they didn't even score in the fourth quarter last he night. He hasn't scored in the fourth quarter yet. That's ridiculous. Yep, yep. <laughs> Jamal masterclass. And like people who know the Nuggets know that that can just happen at any moment. Yep. Like Jamal could. He literally has the most twenty point fourth quarters in the playoffs of anyone since nineteen ninety seven. But, uh, uh, of course, you know, people who are just learning about the Nuggets mm -hmm. are like, whoa, that was a crazy anomaly. He's unkillable. He's a demon. He is. He is. I love him. So um, fun to watch. Like, when he gets in that zone, mm -hmm. he's doing the stank face. Yes. Like, that is... <laughs> I saw your tweet. He's pointing at Mike Breen and shouting, bang. That's so sick, dude. <laughs> That's so sick. And honestly, I was pissed because I rewatched the highlights, and I figured, like, oh, it'll be sick to hear Mike Breen say, bang, uh -huh. and then see Jamal. He didn't say it. He only said it on, like, one of those four threes in a row that we hit. Well, it's because it wasn't a Laker hitting the three-pointer. That's why. He could have said, bang off the rim for all of LeBron's attempts from three. <laughs> oh, my guy fumbled. Uh, a pretty embarrassing dunk last night, man. It's beautiful. Beautiful stuff. We'll see you in a few days, uh, Lakers fans. Tomorrow. Or after the weekend, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's true. We won't, we won't be able to talk to him. Um, Alton McCaskill. I wrote a film room. Is it up? It's waiting to be published. Let's go. It's ready to go. So as soon as this show is done, Some it'll be up light very reading. Tons of clips. For a Friday afternoon. I can't wait. I went hard. Let's go. There's going to be tons of uh, Twitter content from all these clips, too. Oh, man. I cannot wait for this. It was an absolute blast because this guy is just a beast. Um, we, of course, talked about him on Wednesday. I feel like we didn't talk about him enough, though. So that's why... Uh, we're going in again, and his arrival, I mean, really kind of rounds out this running back room, but how good is this room now, Ryan? Is it one of the best, if not the best, in the Pac-12? So, um, unlike the people at ESPN, I'm willing to uh, admit my ignorance sometimes, mm -hmm. and I don't know every other running back room in the Pac-12 well enough to say, hey, the Buffs is the best one. Um there's definitely some stacked running back rooms out there, most notably USC. Um, you know, I'll never forget what Mike Sanford said to us when we had our sit down interview with him when he was the interim head coach, which is like, yeah, so like, you know, uh, Tra you never want to see a guy get injured, but Travis Dye goes down early in that game. And I'm thinking like, oh, man, that might be a, like a, a good break for us. Mm -hmm. And then they bring in another running back and he's he might be better than him. Uh, and so, like, USC is always going to be stacked at that position. And I, while they did lose die, correct? Yes. They're going to replenish. And like they did in that game, they got great players behind them. So I would guess that they are up there um, in terms of stacked running back rooms. Uh, and there's, there's 
definitely some other good rooms in the conference. But the Buffs have a chance to be in the conversation, is what I would say. For sure. Um, USC, probably the best one, as you said. Austin Jones, I think, is the guy you're mm -hmm. thinking about. He's the guy that came in relief. I mean, he played last year when Travis Dye was playing, yep. but when Travis Dye went down, he really exploded. And then they have Marshawn Lloyd now. Um, this is a big back, big physical back from uh, South Carolina, the other USC. Yeah. He went west. Um, I'd throw in Oregon in there just because Bucky Irving is probably the most proven um, returning running back in the Pac-12. There's some interesting ones. Remember Carson Steele? Yes. UCLA. Oh, okay. He um they obviously lose Charbonnet, which is a big hit for them. Right. But this guy had an insane year from uh Ball State last year. Right, right, right. He over like led college football in rushing yards? Yeah, over fifteen hundred rushing yards, fourteen touchdowns. He also had twenty nine receptions and a receiving touchdown. Um this list, by the way, is from uh college sportswire.com. Um Utah's up there, Jaquindon Jackson. Um and then I'm pretty sure Micah Bernard is back too. You remember he withdrew from the portal. Correct. So they're so pretty hard smart. to evaluate uh, Utah's running backs because their scheme and their offensive line is so good when it comes yeah. to running the ball. Like it's kind of like those old Mike Shanahan offenses in Denver where it's just like plug anyone in here and they're going to rush for a thousand yards. Yep. Um, and then one of my favorite running backs in the Pac-12, Connor Clint, whoever's in here today. Damian Martinez from Oregon State. Yeah, Oregon State has a, a similar though. Like they're just mean up front, mm -hmm. so their guys are going to eat. But yeah, they have a good running back room for sure. Damian Martinez was just an absolute beast last year. Um, Oregon State had a few good backs, um, but I'm I was just blown away by Damian Martinez. He was a kind of like Alton McCaskill was a true freshman last year, just kind of exploded onto the scene and was clearly their best back. After that, we've got Cameron Davis at Washington. He had an okay year last year. Wayne Tuella-Papa was their uh, leading back. He is, uh, I think, is still there. I can't remember, though. Um, Jaden Ott, remember him? Yeah. Probably one of the best overall prospects or recruits in the Pac-12 last year as a freshman. Um had an insane game against, I believe, Stanford, where he ran for like almost 300 rushing yards. I'm not throwing shade on Mike Anderson and Orlando Gary. They're just the the offense was amazing. It was good that that West Coast zone run was just gonna churn out beasts. Yeah, that's not throwing shade. No, Tatum Bell. Uh, yeah, I mean Ruben Drones. Exactly. Like the the proof is in the pudding. Everyone who you put in that offense ate. Yes, Clinton Portis. Dog. Um, Nakia Watson at Washington State, also another guy. The reason why I keep on uh, naming off names, Michael Wiley, Arizona, these are all ranked above of Alton McCoskill in this, uh, this article. He's hmm. 11th. Yeah, I mean, the other that there are a few places around the country that like understand Coach Prime, respect the buffs. Everywhere else is going to force us to earn it. And so, like, with Alton McCaskill, to me, he is he has the potential to be the best back in the conference. Mm -hmm. But he's coming off an injury. And every, unless people feel like they have to give someone respect, they're going to make the Buffs earn their respect. And they're going to say, well, he's coming off an injury. Who knows how he comes back from it? And 
that, you know, in a lot of cases is fair. Not everyone always comes back from an injury the same way they were. But in terms of um, production and touchdowns and all that stuff uh, and the offense that he's playing in, I really do think he has that type of ceiling. Now, Cavassier Smoke is also going to get his. And then Dylan Edwards. To me, Dylan Edwards is the X factor that could make this the best running back room in the, in the conference. Um, I, I fully believe Cavassier Smoke has like a very high floor. He's going to give you consistent and solid production. I think Alton McCaskill has an incredibly high ceiling. And if he comes back healthy and is, his, is who he is, is going to be the number one back for sure. Dylan Edwards is the X factor who, if he's just very good as a freshman, he doesn't have to be great or elite as a freshman, that could be what pushes this over. If he's just able to hit four or five home run plays, you know, over the course of the season, I'm talking like 60, 70 yard touchdowns. That's what can push this over, over the, you know, the mark. And then when you add in his receiving ability out of the backfield, which absolutely has to be brought into this conversation, another little X factor that's like, oh yeah, well he's catching these little swing passes coming out of the backfield and putting up, you know, uh, 500 receiving yards. Mm -hmm. So, the potential is there for me for this to be the best uh, room. It 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 definitely depends on Alton coming back and being his true form, and it depends on who is Dylan Edwards as a freshman. And I have a lot a lot of faith in Dylan. Yep. Um, obviously, as you said, McCaskill comes in as your three down back. That's basically the first thing I covered in this film room. Is this guy? can do whatever you want. He was really good in pass pro. Mm. Um, he's really dependable there. He was like, there's a clip in the film room when you guys uh, see it when it goes up. He's the leading blocker for like Tank Dell on an end around. Damn. Like imagine Jim or uh, Jimmy or Dylan just behind Alton McCaskill, just running out on the perimeter. My um, God. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so a true three down back. Um, a great short yardage back too. Really smart. He's just... He's a complete player in every sense. He's no, he doesn't rely on his physical traits, his size and strength in those goal line situations. He's a really savvy runner. Um, and then just a home run threat, man. There's seven, eight clips of this guy just breaking off touchdowns in this film room that's going to go up. Um, he's electric. Cavassier Smoke, I think, fits in as a great like kind of 1B to him, you know? Uh, maybe not switching uh, series, maybe not even switching drives, but uh, you know, you throw Cavassier uh, smoke in there for a couple series in relief of Alton, and I mean, he only had I think 300 total touches in Kentucky, but he averaged 5.6 yards per touch. Only had those 300 touches in five years as a Wildcat. You know, plenty of tread on the tires, and yeah, I agree. Dylan Edwards is the big. Uh, what's the word? X factor. Yes. Yeah. Um, we'll see how he's used exactly. As you mentioned, the receiving stuff, I think that that's a sign of things to come and that game, that part of his game is definitely going to get fleshed out. Um, but I mean, just get the ball in his hands. Someone put him like, behind. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, put him behind Ultima Caskill on a sweep outside. Oh my God. Yes. Someone in the comments might've been David said, RK, you sound sick. Is it the flu or the Brown bottle flu? It's the nuggets flu. Losing my voice from screaming after making four threes in a row. 
I was asked after uh, on Wednesday if I was hungover as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, check out this film room at thedmvr.com. Sorry, not David. Um, I thought it was one of my better ones that I've done. Let's go. I love I love the self confidence. Jamal Murray over here. Yes, sir. <laughs> we only throw flames. Let him cook. <laughs> Shout out to Shador's number two. It goes great on absolutely everything on the grill at home. Uh, I saw someone in the comments yesterday also saw or uh, heard and know about the brisket nachos at Isotopes Park. Oh, no way. Yeah. I bet you uh, our friend from the Rockies podcast, Susie, knows about it. Oh, I'm, I know <laughs> she knows that. But you can get your hands on your own bottle, Shador's number two, at plbse.com. Make sure you use the code all city, all caps, all one word, and you'll get 10% off your order of Shador's number two. And then shout out to Shady Rays. I don't today is a nasty day. It's like uh We're about to go on a heater though. Well, are we really? Yep. 72 tomorrow. Then it just goes 76, 79, 81, 75, 76, 87, 85, 85. Love to see that. Yeah. This is like a, I walked out of my apartment today. It was like I stepped into like the scenery of a horror movie. It was like misty everywhere. Like Yeah, and Zach was telling us that there's like poor air quality because of fires in Canada. Canada? Wind, wind, the winds are blowing. Oh, my God. It's so far. <laughs> Anyways, Shady Rays, um, independent sunglasses company, offers a world-class product. Uh, great polarized lenses, durable frames. And at the same time, every single uh, pair of Shady Rays is backed by their lost and broken replacement program. Head over to the Park Meadows Mall. They got their entire collection there. Or go to ShadyRays.com. Make sure you use the code DMVR. You'll get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. And you can try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. <laughs> All right, Ryan. This uh, Right before we went live, our friends <laughs> at On3 <laughs> um, posted their post-spring Pac-12 power rankings. Okay. <laughs> um, starting from the top, USC, Washington, Oregon, Utah, Oregon State, UCLA, Washington State, Arizona, Arizona State, Cal, and then Colorado, just above Stanford. <sighs> do you want me to get mad or do you want me to tell you what's really happening here? Kind of both. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I can't be mad because the Nuggets are up 2-0 on the Lakers, so oh, I, I am it. going to <laughs> tell you what's really happening here. And this is the facts. Because of how polarizing and exciting and how many Buffs fans there are now, outlets are left with two options. You can either be really high on Colorado or really low on Colorado because what are these places interested in engagement mm -hmm. especially with like a graphic that's going on on twitter like this they want engagement and so if you're really high on colorado you get the colorado bump because all the buffs fans come in we're retweeting it we're sharing it we're saying look at this people are excited um R is rj young yep said shador's the heisman favorite like, we love it we're you know people are buying it you know buying into what we're what we got going on over here so then you get the buffs bump but you can't do that on everything, mm -hmm. or you just got to pick a side. 
on three is picked the other side. They say, hey, you can't put Colorado at sixth. That's a, that doesn't move anyone. Put them at 11th if you don't want to put them at second because that'll get the all the Buffs fans <laughs> in here riled up, quote tweeting this, telling everyone how dumb, you know, dumb we are, and that drives up engagement. That's what's happening here. No one can be in the middle on Colorado right now because that doesn't get engagement. Everyone's got to be either really high or really low, uh, you know, and, and that's how they're getting people to, uh, to share their content. You're exactly right. But doing post-spring Pac-12 rankings for a team that had 48 players enter the yeah, portal yeah. after the spring game. Yeah. And you've had how many, I don't even know how many come in, including guys like Alton McCaskill, Vito Tisdale, literally the day of the spring game. You got two new corners who were four stars. Yeah. It's just, it's a completely wrong ranking. It is. it is, And putting Colorado behind Cal, who they beat last no year. No shot. With a 1-11 team that they've now upgraded at every single position. Mm-hmm. It's just disrespectful, just purely disrespectful. Uh, and the word I would use is shameless. It's shameless. Um, do you want another article to <laughs> kind of go off about? Sure. So this is from David Hale, ESPN staff writer. Prolific passers, intriguing transfers, second acts, ranking all 133 FBS quarterback situations into tiers. Okay. <laughs> um, do you just want me to go all the way down until we get to our guy? Sure. Let's see how long this takes. Tier 1A. The guys, and this is what he named these tiers. 1A, the guys will be dissecting with every throw between now and next April. There's two players. So Shador should be in it. I'm, I mean, with that headline, it's <laughs> yeah. not far off. Dissecting with every throw, that's what he does. Um, but Caleb Williams and Drake may. Okay. So... It just needed a better description. It should be the guys competing to be the number one overall. Basically, pick. right. Um, and then the next tier, 1B, the most prolific quarterbacks not named Williams or May. Four players, Jordan Travis, Bo Nix, Cam Rising, and Michael Penix Jr. He's in that tier. Seems like someone's missing there, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, two. You Interesting. May- Three Pac-12 quarterbacks, though. Yep. Tier two, you may not have noticed, but these guys are really good. Four players. KJ Jefferson, Jalen Daniels, JJ McCarthy, UTSA's Frank Harris. Based on the description, at least for national people, that probably would have been the best one for Shador. Just in terms of the description. Right. You may not have noticed, but this guy's really good. Yep. Because obvious reasons. Um, but this, based on the players, he deserved to be in the one before. Right. This one is just kind of a weird one. It's tier three. Never question the system. It's just a bunch of quarterback competitions, basically. Uh, Alabama. I mean, they've got three So players. he's saying whoever right. wins the job is going to be in this tier or whatever? I guess so. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, Ohio State, Penn State, Tennessee. Okay. And then... Tier 4A, consistently very good. We got Grayson McCall, uh, Duke's Riley Leonard, Kansas State's Will Howard, LSU's Jaden Daniels, Notre Dame's Sam Hartman, Oklahoma's Dylan Gabriel, and Tulane's Michael Pratt. Now we're entering disrespect territory. 
<laughs> well, here we go. <laughs> Tier 4B. Very good inconsistently. Jaden Delora, your boy. Great description of him. Uh, Ole Miss's Jackson Dart. Talia Tungavailoa. Will Rogers. Spencer Rattler. Western Kentucky's Austin Reed. <sighs> Finally, we get to Tier 5A called High Ceiling. High ceiling, low floor. Okay. Shador Sanders is the first name mentioned. Give me a break. Along with Florida's Graham Mertz. Oh, my God. A&M's Connor Weigman, TCU's Chandler Morris, or Chance Nolan. They threw Chance Nolan in there. He was terrible last year. Terrible. Quinn Benched, Ewers. right? But yeah, they went to uh, Goldbranson. Ben Goldbranson after that. Yep. Uh, Quinn Ewers, Dante Moore, Colin Schley, Ethan Garbers, Mitch Griffs, Cam Ward, and Tanner Mordecai are grouped in with Shador. Yeah, I mean, this is just pure sleeping. Uh, and to me, it's just you you didn't watch any tape, <laughs> which probably is true because I don't think you this guy was going to turn on the tape of every player. Right. Um, if you just look at Shador's stats, then you're coming away with high ceiling. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, everyone around the country is going to say, well, he has to make this jump up. So that lets me that that makes them think potential low floor. Right. Right. Because he's making a, a jump up. Um, but if you watch Shador play football. You know that his skills translate like. I don't know how to explain this to you, but if you can place the football exactly where you want to put it. It doesn't matter if you're playing it. FCS, FBS, Division II, peewee football, Backyard. middle school. If you put the ball where you want to, yep. damn near every time, that translates. Absolutely. And when you watch Shador, that is the number one thing that points that, that sticks out to you. Is number one, his ball placement is legitimately elite for a college football quarterback. Yep. And number two, his understanding of what he's looking at is also Legitimately, legitimately elite, especially for a sophomore college quarterback. Mm -hmm. Those two things work on any field against any opponent in any division in any league during any time of the year. Uh, just with McCaskill committing and just the group of players we've gotten in this transfer portal, I mean, even off the momentum, Aaron Butler, Shador is just—they're not ready for him. No, they're not ready for what's about to happen. You look at this offense, you got a complete back now, a complete backfield where every running back kind of brings something different. Um, you got plenty of wide receivers, potentially the best wide receiver in the Pac-12. And then another guy in Jimmy Horn who has the potential to maybe be that after Travis. An offensive line who's gotten much bigger, much meaner. Yeah, they were the talk of spring football, but they'll come along. Mm-hmm. Everything is just so much improved, and they're going to be playing in the Pac-12. He's going to be slinging it all over the yard, man. Yeah. They're, you're right. They're not ready. Um, and, and the unfortunate thing for like something like this is like you can't really like, keep the receipts on it. Right. Because he gave himself the out. High ceiling. He's, I said he had a high right, ceiling. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, a little Pac-12 media deal update from Nicole Auerbach and Max Olson of The Athletic. Uh, they spoke to Kirk Schultz, Washington State's president. I mean, I'm not even going to bore you guys. It's a bunch of the same stuff. More united than 
the 10 schools have ever been, blah, blah, blah. I know fans are frustrated. Anyways, there was a nugget here that was pretty interesting. Um, just talking about adding teams to the conference. And I think we got a bit of a deadline here. So June 30th, 2023, which is a little less than a month and a half from now. If San Diego State were to leave the Mountain West after that date to join the Pac-12 for the summer of 2024, its exit fee of $17 million would triple. So either the Pac-12 will make its long-awaited decision on the Aztecs by June 30th, or the earliest San Diego State could compete in the Pac-12 would be fall 2025. Mm. Um it was also mentioned that really outside of just getting the 12, they're not interested in adding more teams. And uh, ESPN was mentioned in the bidding process. A note here, if there is any package of games on ION or the CW, a source briefed on the negotiation said it would be very small and for the lowest tier offerings. Um, so about a month from now, if we don't get any momentum... <laughs> Uh, I think we can officially, you know, bury the Pac-12 in a sense. You remember the other day when I was like, man, we've been doing like the Coach Prime era shows for five months now? Right. That seems like it went by so fast. The opposite is true for the Pac-12 media negotiations. Like, <laughs> geez, it feels like we've been talking about this Pac-12 TV deal for three years. I know. It's ridiculous. And it's boring because nothing new ever comes out. Yep, and it's just, you know, uh, more of a sense of dread every time for the Pac-12, too. Yep. Like, there's nothing encouraging. What is encouraging about this process has come out for the Pac-12 side the last few months? Nothing. It's conference and freefall. Yeah, it sucks. Um, Brent Yormack, Big 12 commissioner, spotted on UConn's campus. Interesting. Maybe he's just friends with Jim Mora. I... I mean, they are really taking this coast-to-coast thing to heart, Did, I guess. Someone said this in the comments. Did Dan Patrick really say he thinks the Buffs are going to win two games? I hope not. I like Dan Patrick. I used to as well. Well, dang. <laughs> um, we'll get back to that one. I'd like then. to hear that. I'd like to hear that clip. We'll find it what, after the show. What he said about that. Yeah. Um, some more EA Sports NCAA football news. Articles from IGN. I remember IGN back in the day. That's where you used to go to find cheat codes for uh, video games. Yep. (laughs) Um, So IGN, Jordan Serrani. The headline is EA Sports College Football is reportedly headlined by Dynasty Mode, Ryan. Oh, baby. Let's go. Yes. Um, So he spoke to Extra Points, Matt Brown. Um, He's been reporting on this game for a while. Um, he said Dynasty Mode is where a lot of the energy is being spent on development right now. Um, we also have a little quote from EA's vice president and GM. They said Dynasty Mode is something the development team is passionately focused on. I say this stuff and I don't know because they've said this shit before, man. We can never trust EA. I know. But I can't help but get a little bit hyped about this. The thing that sucks, Jake, is they know they're getting urinized money no matter what. Yep. They've got us. And that's just a dangerous thing. Yeah. Like, you know, um, it's just tough. It's tough because 
you know, like if, if a restaurant gets really famous and they start bringing in a ton of people, like they're just going to lower their food quality just a little bit, yep. save a few bucks. Everyone's going to keep coming. Yep. It's a slippery slope, isn't it? Yep. Um, but so this is from, again, uh, Daryl Holt, who's the GM at EA. Another short quote, but said, it will be distinctly unique, uniquely college football and not just a clone of Madden or something else. I do hope the gameplay is somewhat similar, just so that I don't get all thrown off from Madden every time I right. go to play NCAA. I always liked that it was a little different, though, than Madden. I did, back too. Back in the day. I did, too. Um, I think if I remember, like, if you were, maybe, I think if I remember, if you were running right, on the option, then like right bumper was pitched. If you're running yes. left in the option, then left bumper was pitched. Yeah. I oh man, that was so fun. It's so funny like to think about the way I used to play video games when I was a kid. Um, and maybe this says something about me, or maybe this is normal. But like I would just put it on easy mode, create my own players, make them all 99s, and then <laughs> just like win games 150 to zero. And like that yep. was really fun for me. Um, I mean, I kind of did the same thing, but in dynasty mode, and I just put it on like varsity and just have uh, Georgia State turned into a national power in two yeah, years. That's great. Then eventually, like the last time, NCAA 2014, um, I was like, I'm going to build up the buffs mm -hmm. from the bottom and uh, try to win, you know, a national championship. Have I told this story before? Nope. So I played on the hardest mode, which is what was it? Heisman? Heisman yes. mode? Yep. Um, and this is a grind, dude. I'm in like year seven and like, we're finally top five team. Uh -huh. And I make it to the, to the national championship game. And I'm literally like planning my life around like, when do I want to do this? I got to make sure I like eat, you know, I got to make sure I'm in a good oh. mental state. Bring back so many memories. <laughs> and, oh, God, this is giving me, like, PTSD. <laughs> so I get a notification from my Xbox that says you're low on memory space. Right. And oh, I'm no. like, I'm like, okay, I cannot have it where I, like, go win this national championship and it doesn't save or something. So I start just mass deleting files. Oh, my God. Off of my Xbox. Like, what? It, let's just say it's, like, AX, 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 AX. Yeah, right. <laughs> Delete the file. Ryan. Delete my entire oh, dynasty. Oh, my God. <laughs> the day that I was going to play the national championship that I worked so hard to get CU into. And I've, like, I don't know if I've ever panicked quite like I panicked in that moment. I'm literally calling, like, <laughs> Xbox. <laughs> like, is there any way to recover <laughs> deleted files? <laughs> They're like, no. <laughs> I never touched the game again in my life. Oh my god! I was so scarred that I was just like, I can't. Okay, I can never put this much out. I'll never be able to build it up like this again. That hurts me hearing yeah. that story. Yeah, like my heart is racing just thinking about it. That's so brutal. <laughs> um, but I do remember um, right when NCAA 14 came out, just like working at the restaurants I worked at and stuff, and I'd always catch myself daydreaming about my team. Who I'm gonna go after in recruiting next? What I should make the non-con schedule for next year? Yeah. Ah. YB says, "Bro, I would have cried. I was, I was damn close. It literally felt like when your favorite team loses in in like the championship. Right. Yeah. Like or like 
the Ravens game. Literally like a bad dream. Yes. Yes. Like my heart was sunk for like two days straight. Oh my God, man. Have you recovered yet? Right now, it doesn't feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe when you fire it up uh, NCAA 2025 or whatever it's yep. going to be called. Maybe my six Madden Super Bowls in the DNVR Madden League have helped. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Ease the pain. A uh, little recruiting update. Someone was uh, putting the work in in Florida, specifically St. Thomas Aquinas High School, one of the better high schools in the country. Yep. We saw a bag of offers come out of this school. Colorado offered 2025 offensive tackle Caleb Harris. He's out of St. Thomas Aquinas. Um, or actually cornerback. Wait. Oh, no. I'm looking at the wrong player. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, why? This guy is not a cornerback or an offensive tackle. Uh, 6'4", 265. He's got offers from Tennessee, Kentucky, Pitt, Colorado now. Um, linebacker Trevor Somers, also out of St. Thomas Aquinas, has been offered. Let's go. Um, I just had his stuff pulled up. Sorry. 6'2", 230. Only has an offer from West Virginia so far. Uh, 2026 wide receiver Calvin Russell out of Miami, Florida. This kid is 14, I think. Just wow. had his freshman season. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. He's uh, been racking up some offers recently, though. Arizona, Western I would love Michigan. To like just get a kind of behind the scenes look at what that scouting process looks like when you're offering guys that young. Like, what are you looking for? Right. It's so different than like what we're more used to, which is like projecting players for the NFL draft. Yeah. You know, like I, I would love to talk to some of these recruiting guys about like, what are you looking for in a high school freshman? Maybe we can get one of them to come on the show and tell us. I think so, too. Calvin Russell, 6'4", 181, class of 2026. Wow. Um, Colorado, Louisville, FIU, Arizona, out of Northwestern High School. 2026 cornerback Jeremiah Douglas, also out of St. Thomas Aquinas High School, 5'9", 160. He's got four offers, according to 247, Colorado, Kentucky, Louisville, and Tempe. How about this one, Ryan? 2026 athlete Justice Fitzpatrick, also out of St. Thomas Aquinas High School. Wow. Did you they, read this tweet? No, but they damn near offered the whole squad. Right. Justice Fitzpatrick is the younger brother of three-time first-team first All-Pro and current Pittsburgh Steelers safety Minka, Minka Fitzpatrick, who wow. Charles Kelly coached at Alabama. Wow. It all comes full circle. That's awesome. Cool, huh? Yep. I, w I was thinking maybe there's a chance you're going to say Ryan Fitzpatrick. No, 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 no. <laughs> he did play down in Florida for a bit, though. Yep. He could have settled uh, he down there. Pretty much played everywhere. He did play everywhere, but I mean, he every he didn't play in Jacksonville, but he played for the Dolphins and the Bucks. Yep. So, Justice Fitzpatrick. I think I I want to look this up to get it right, but I looked at his max preps last night, trying to look at his high school stats. I think he only played two games last year. Interesting. It's hard to trust Max Preps. It is. Yes, it absolutely is. But very interesting. So he very well could have played more, could have been an absolute beast, all districts. Yeah. yeah. Um, but 
from what the information I have, um, only two games. Chad says that's where he graduated from, was Miami Northwestern. I'm learning there's a Northwestern in every state. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Is there a nor- uh, do we have one here in Colorado? Northwestern Colorado? I don't think so. <laughs> what would that be? Western State is kind of in that. Eh, I don't know. I think this is all I have for today. I love it. That was good stuff. Thanks. Um, Get your questions in now. We will get to them very, very shortly. Before, a shout-out from our friends at the American Raptors at Infinity Park. If you didn't get the ticket you wanted as an elite athlete, check out the opportunities at Infinity Park. Rugby just may be your next ride. Uh, The American Raptors have players coming from all sorts of backgrounds, football, wrestling, track, basketball, baseball, you name it. Um, They play their games at Infinity Park, and you can also watch their matches live on ESPN+. Tickets are just $10, and children 12 and under are free. Also, next weekend, we are having a watch party here at the DMVR Bar for the team season finale, they're taking on the co- on Cobras Brazil at 12 p.m. So you can go check them out at Infinity Park uh, online and ESPN Plus, or come hang out at the DMVR bar and watch some rugby with us. Then shout out to Breckenridge Brewery. Uh, I can't even imagine how many Breck brews were drank in this fine, wonderful establishment <laughs> last night. Very many. Very it seems like an absolute blast. Dude, it was the loudest I've ever heard it for a Nuggets game in the bar. That's crazy. So loud that we ordered a decibel meter because we want to be able to track this. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> yes. How high did it get to? Well, no, we didn't have it last night. Oh. So I was saying like it was so loud last night that uh, Spencer, our events coordinator, also the host of Big Drive Energy, uh, was like, I'm ordering a decibel meter so we can see how loud it really is. Love it, man. I can't wait. Yeah. Buffs fans are going to have to turn up for that this fall. Yes. You're going to have to break the records. Uh, You can try some of our favorites. The Nuggets favorite, the Mile High City Golden Ale and that beautiful can and packaging. Uh, My favorite, the Mountain Beach Sour. Ryan's favorite, Strawberry Sky. You can go to www.breckbrew.com and use their beer locator to find a Breck Brew near you. Finally, (laughs) shout out to Fubo TV. Over 140-plus live channels of sports shows, movies, and news. You can stream live from any device. Uh, You can start watching immediately now with a seven-day free trial. No contract, no cable, no hassle. You also get 1,000 hours of cloud DVR included. Uh, I can't wait to answer one of those questions up there. (laughs) Um, Watch the Nuggets um, beat the hell out of the Lakers on ABC ESPN with Fubo TV. Go to www.fubotv.com slash dmbr and you can sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Let's go. And you can turn on the Nuggets game on ESPN and then mute it so you don't have to listen to Mark, that's, yes, Mark that's Jackson what I was gonna and say. Jeff Van Gundy. <laughs> the watch long last night was great. Yeah, it was. I think they had like over a thousand people watching concurrently. I mean, pretty cool. we think our show stock is on the rise. Nuggets stock is. My God. Yeah, I take a lot of pride in the fact that we're doing this in middle of May. Same here. Yep, <laughs> for sure. But uh, yeah, uh, potential finals run. Yeah, that's going to do some numbers. Yep. 
Uh, yes. And that show is fantastic, man. Those guys do a Absolutely. great job. I literally pulled up a chair and sat right there to watch the post-game show last night. Last night, I was cutting up film, writing this article, and I watched the pre-game show. I watched the watch-along, and then I put on the post-game That's show. That's fire. I love that. Um, yeah, they've been absolutely killing it. All right, let's get to these questions. Sam's asking, what is Dylan Edwards' weight right now? Probably have to have him on the show to get an accurate... Uh, answer for that i will check the roster this um, most likely hasn't been updated no but five nine one sixty five what do they have travis at on the roster i'm curious he is listed at six one one sixty five so yeah so th those aren't accurate no no chance and and you can't blame them like they get a number when he comes in and prop maybe they update it right before the season maybe mm -hmm. oh also before we go any further um I think we have some Lakers fans on this team who kind of revealed themselves oh, last night. Oh, no, don't do it to them. <laughs> Cam Silman Craig. Bro. I He said, love it, Braun. I don't care. I don't know at what point in the game this is. He may have been... The flop. Yep. <laughs> could have been the flop. Could have been the missed dunk. The big flop is what he would have said. I love it, Braun. I don't care for sure. Um, And then this one might hurt a little bit, Ryan. That one hurt. He's on my guys. I, well, this one's going to hurt. He's also on your guys. <laughs> uh, Shador Sanders posted the, at 9.38 p.m. last night, posted the emoji of the smiley face with the one tear coming down. I'm not counting that. <laughs> not counting that. <laughs> Could have been anything. The, uh, I'll tell you, the replies are all full of Nuggets gifts. Uh, people asking if he's a, L a Lakers fan <laughs> uh, and encouraging him to get on board and root for the Nuggets. So, Could have been anything. <laughs> Could have been anything. Oh, man. <laughs> no, I mean, you saw we, how we were with Arden. It's all, yeah. it's all oh fun games God. anyway. There were some Broncos fans who got like legitimately mad at Nick Benito. But, that uh, moth uh, flew right in front of my face. He, yeah. Having a tough day. Tough scene for moths. <laughs> a big weapon that Coach Prime has is people think he is a celebrity coach until they play his team and find out he and his team are nothing to play with. Great comment, Angela. Um, they're going to find out. They will find out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're going to learn. This fucking moth. <laughs> Dude, I know. <laughs> it touches me. We're going to have problems. <laughs> Key, the NCAA games used to drop around July, right? I believe that's right. It would make sense in the lead-up to the season. Yeah, because it was always like a month before Madden, usually. <laughs> <laughs> Got Alyssa flinching over there. All right. Uh, Oz Maldonado, what happened to Modern Day Pipeline we were starting? Um, I don't think anything necessarily happened. We no. still got guys coming in. Yep. Still got um, Jordan Onavu, 2023 wide receiver coming yep. in. And then still recruiting Brandon Baker and all those guys. Yep. Davison, the 2025 back. Yeah. I yeah. mean, um, we're just in a little bit of a lull in terms of everything recruiting right now. <laughs> Let's um, get these likes up. Only 168 Houston, today. Houston said it best. Over 500 people watching and less than 100 likes. Wow. I don't think we are less than 100 likes, but. <laughs> Good job. Aw. Um, 
YB betters, Jake and RK, did y'all see Shador with his personal QB coach? He's training with multiple Power 5 quarterbacks, and Shador looks way better than last year. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. He is. And, and that's another thing that I didn't mention. Elite ball placement, elite understanding of the game, elite work ethic. Mm-hmm. All things that translate to any level. Uh, Daryl Colbert Jr. selects QB athletics. Yep. He is, he grinds, man. He's yeah. always there with him. And he's got a, a nice roster. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's uh, primed to get even better, too, after he has a first-round pick in Shador Sanders. Let's go. By the way, um, Shador is in the Madden League. Like, that's how far down the road wow. we are. And he's on the Chargers, and oh um, no, I had to play him yesterday. Um and it was against the computer because the guy that I w- uh, was supposed to be playing wasn't isn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, man, Shador was slinging against me. I got the dub, but it was not fun. Man, the guy supplanted Justin Herbert, huh? It, well, actually, Justin Herbert is on my team. Oh, that's right. I forgot <laughs> about that. What's his overall? Do you remember Shador's? Yeah, I don't. I don't. But man, I, I don't. I think he he didn't throw any picks against me. He was. Dicing me up. A little bit of conflicting feelings. Uh, he, he he threw a late touchdown to almost tie the game. It was similar to the one he threw to Travis Hunter, honestly. Yeah. Just gave him a chance in the end zone. Little My guy shot. got mossed on the outside. Dang. That made it a two-point game, and then I stopped him on the two-point conversion. <laughs> Let's go. We're at 201 likes. Uh, Maddie, why do you think on three has so much hate for Coach Prime? I, they're just going for Drives him. engagement. Yeah. Engagement numbers. Um, here we go. VHF. Jake, if Colorado and Michigan play each other in a bowl game, who will you root for? Careful. Um, <laughs> you would have to root for Colorado. Can I root for the team that I'm supposed to cover, though? Am I a good reporter, Ryan? Nah, that doesn't apply around here. It, I will say this. It would be very hard after covering all these players and this team and just how much fun this has all been to suddenly have to root against them. Yeah, you wouldn't. And I, I don't think I would. I love Michigan, but man. Also, this is like, let's just imagine this is in the first round of the college football playoff. Like, either the season's over or you're going to the national championship right. next week. Well, Michigan's winning the national championship this year, so oh, I'll be really? fine. I can take that uh, down the line, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, Houston, will we see a repeat of the winter weightlifting program when the team gets back? Will the team just practice the playbook? Um, Both. I've, yeah, I mean, even the playbook, that's it's probably mostly going to be lifting because coaches aren't going to be able to actually work with the players. So yeah, playbook yeah. time is more kind Fall of... camp. Right, but like outside of practice during the summer for sure. Right, 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 right. Anything right. else? It's been a good week. It was a great week, I thought. Damn, they said if you cheer for for Michigan, they'll call you no head, Jake. Wow. <laughs> Michigan isn't putting any food on Jake's baby table. <laughs> That's true. Facts. That's true. Um, Unless you win some bets on him. It, I would, I'll say it would just be a pretty incredible moment to have those teams play each other with me covering them. Yeah. And then, you know, Shador Sanders throws a 76-yard Hail Mary to beat him. <laughs> <laughs> we could stop there, I think. <laughs> uh, we'll be back on Monday. Let's go Buffs. Let's go Buffs.